Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a Hello and welcome to the Dork Forest. Jackie Cation here. Uh, I have two gentlemen in my uh, in, in in my building in in my house here in Van Nuys. It's October twenty sixth. We're back in the Dork Forest. The websites, of course, you su- subscribe on iTunes. There's an RSS feed of your choice on my website, JackieCation.com, or just type DorkForest.com and you'll get there. There is an actual iPhone app. It's two bucks. You get all of the these. This is the eighth episode we're doing pre-recorded. There are two hundred thirteen previous episodes on blog on Blog Talk Radio, of course. Um, so if you have a Droid, a Palm, a Blackberry, or if you only want one episode at a time, there's a free app on Stitcher.com. Uh, there's Both of those are linkable off of dorkforest.com. Anyway, uh, there's a donation button. Knock yourself out. Anyway, uh, yeah, let's just get right to it. Uh, with me, of course, returning to the program, Mr. Adam Gertler from the Food Network, obviously a food dork, and uh, has been on uh, Will Work for Food and now has a new show called uh, Kid in a Candy Store. Is that right, Adam? Kid in a Candy store there we go and it's gonna be halloween and also with me is mr sterling gardner who i know from storytelling uh was on ncis i looked at your uh, uh mdb page oh, gosh, i love wow. ncis only because it's a marathon now everywhere i go <laughs> on the road sterling gardner welcome to the show hello thank you all right uh gentlemen first of all i love that sterling has sent us a list uh uh me a list of things that he's totally into and the top of the list it's almost food related. It's beer related, Adam. Oh, really? Uh, yes, he collects beer koozies. That's in a very circuitous way related. It's to... an item. I also uh, do, do, you can col- hold food in there too, right? If you do, to. do you collect an egg cup? Uh, my, I have a, my sister in law collects egg cups. I love egg cups. You know, people don't really have uh, soft boiled eggs anymore. They're really difficult. You know, they're that's, nice. That's that's the typically the kind of egg that would be served in, in an egg cup. You know, when you crack it open and it's still a nice soft yolk in there. It's warm somewhere between. Uh, you know, like it's like a, a poached, poached egg out of the shell. But for me. I'm just going to poach the egg because you inevitably are eating shell with the thing. But Right, right. Well, the thing is, is you can buy a special, I saw at Williams-Sonoma, $26 for an egg topper. And what it is, is it, it, it's shaped like a bird and uh, shaped like a chicken. Oddly <laughs> shaped enough. like a chicken. <laughs> shaped like a chicken and uh, and it, it looks like scissors. And then you, you squish off the top of the egg and then you have a tiny spoon, a tiny spoon for your tiny dainty mouth. Oh. And then you can salt it and dip some toast. You make strips of toast and then dip, dip, dip. That's kind of weird. Is that weird that it's shaped like a chicken? Yeah, it is. It's a little genocidal. It's a little bit. Is it kind it's... of like like shaping a hamburger patty into a mini cow? Mini cow and then <laughs> a pancake into the, into the shape of Mickey Mouse? Yeah, yeah. it's exactly like that. I feel like there's become, well, you guys would, well, you would know better than I would, every, any dish that you want to make, I feel like has a piece of correlating hardware now. Yeah. Like you can go into a store and buy stuff, like a quesadilla maker. A yeah. flat iron for panini. Like, yeah. every, there's something for every, like that egg right. well, spoony the f- and, thing. And, right, that egg spoony thing. It's, it's, but I think it's, it's, uh, the food network. The food network, isn't there a new network too, Adam? Now? Cooking channel. The cooking channel. The cooking channel, which is more of the hipper, edgier, younger set. Is more, it? 
more more it's really pretty much broadcasting specifically to Brooklyn. Is it Adult Swim? <laughs> the Adult yeah, Swim of, of, of the Food Network. IFC of Food Network. Exactly. Fantastic. It's actually really good. There's a, they're, they're airing a lot of like older Food Network stuff and they have a lot of the newer material that is just like a little bit more like yeah, like hardcore edgy foodie. What like uh um what's her name? Julia Childs. Do they have edgy. anything? Why would think she was edgy because she would like she kill was. animals and stuff. She'd be like, "We're gonna, we're gonna gut this. I'm gonna gut yeah, this fish." Just no nonsense, not, right? They wouldn't cut to commercial. She would actually be like, <laughs> "I'm gonna chop the head off of this thing, and then I'm gonna." You Watching know. the blood pour everywhere. Yeah. Well, I'm very, I'm very. You know, that's funny. It's just not to segue too soon into my other subject that I wanted to talk about. But you know, there's that old expression: if you don't want to know how the sausage is made, mm-hmm. leave the kitchen. Oh. Because you're like you're making sausage. I've been now. making a lot of sausage recently. Really? So I do want to know how it's made. Wow. Do you eat sausage? I do eat sausage. But Sterling Gardner, do you eat sausage? I just about a month ago found out I'm highly allergic to both chicken and eggs. You're so. allergic to chicken and eggs? Did yeah. the Chinese tell Wait, you that? Highly allergic? <laughs> yes. Like what happens? Uh well this whole bacteria Wow, now we're gonna get into my health. Let's issues. do it. Let's do uh, it. Let's go this in there. Bacteria How's your gastro? Have, my yeah. gastro. Uh, apparently the chicken and eggs bind it, so it doesn't make it easy to flush out. Which is, okay, so um, so it just so I don't really stops care which everything one came it... first. I can't eat. Oh, and, no. and eggs <laughs> are used as a binding as agent, a... you know, for when you cakes cook? or meatloaf or anything like that. You know, Fair eggs enough. keep things together, so that would... you're not allergic to nuts, are you? The craft services there's some nuts in those nope. cashews, nope. so be careful. They look terrific. They were processed in a place where nuts no, were processed. No, I wish I wish the people listening could see Sterling's back because that is that truly... was that was a piece of work. Sterling Gardner walked into this room here in Van Nuys and said, "Ripped I got to show you." Shirt. Ripped off his shirt. Not no hello. No hello. You, you just have to see what just happened to me. Oh Mike. And we thought that like Ben Hur. We I, I literally I thought the Romans had gotten a hold of you. Uh, I, you know what I thought? Because I'm, I'm actually uh, just got cast in the white remake of Glory. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I just met Sterling, so I thought, oh, this is one of those guys who's really so into his Halloween costume. He's going <laughs> to get all the makeup done, like oh, you know, oh, five dang. days early to just say, like, this is how it's going to work out, just to do a dry run of your Halloween costume, and and yeah, white uh, glory, a sexy whipped victim. It was <laughs> when you started Halloween. taking off your shirt to show us your back. I literally thought you had gotten a tattoo or something, and or then removal. Or a remote, yeah, yeah, or laser because, but it, it, your back is a bloody mess. Bloody <laughs> mess. And, and you got spooned or something, right? Exhaust. <laughs> I did. I got spooned. Tell, tell us what happened. Tell, oh, t- 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 tell us why the Chinese have attacked you. The Chinese have attacked me. Uh, I've been, God, this is all about my health problems. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, you're I've a, you're a health dork. Back. You want your health to be better. I am a health dork, actually. Uh, I do want my health to be better. Uh, they take this spoon, literally the spoon that you use in a miso soup, that porcelain And we're back dish, to food. And yes. we're back to specific <laughs> miso food, soup. you know, soup spoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they run it along the grain of your muscles in your back, and it literally bursts blood that has been blood caught in, bet- yes, in between your muscle fibers. And so the blood comes up, and he said beforehand, uh, any place that gets really red is where you've had some serious, serious problems. Some places won't be as red. And then he took a picture of it, which I have. Wow. And the whole thing is like beet red. Yeah. But it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Mm-mm. It's it, amazing. It looks it, like the worst sunburn you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. And it looks like literally, you know, the Turks do this thing where they beat your feet until, uh, as a torture until they mm. explode. 
That's a torture device. So your um, feet explode? Yeah, yeah. They take a, a two by four. It's, I saw it in, in Midnight Run. So it, we know it's real. Or Not Midnight Express. Run. Midnight Express. Yeah. Midnight Express. the shit out of Robert De Niro's feet. <laughs> I always get those confused too. Yes, I'm like, I own Midnight Run. I which, do not own Midnight which is Express. which is the one with the masturbating through the glass. That's Express. Yeah, that's Express. That's yeah, Express. I wish that it's was Midnight Run. It was De Niro yeah. a masturbating. <laughs> he was just oh staring at Grodin. It's uh, we, staring at Grodin. <laughs> staring, staring at Charles Grodin. Out the car window. Those are some good looking window. chickens, aren't they? Aren't those some good looking chickens we saw back there? Remember that when they were in the in the train? Anyway, so um. Back to chickens. Yeah, so <clears throat> the that's a it's a well it's a it's a torture device is to beat someone's feet. So it didn't hurt and it doesn't hurt now. And then no, and the it Native isn't even Americans tender. Do it with a stone. I, I imagine a stone would hurt. No, it does not hurt. Have you ever yeah. been rolfed? I'm gonna get rolfed. Are you? Right? I yeah. I, I mean, do they even? Is that like like a video that I can look up? Rolfing. Rolfing. Ida Rolf uh, founded the Rolf Institute outside of Denver in 1930. Whatever. Anyway, what it does is though is it works on your muscles and and essentially it it pulls your muscles off your bones, kneads them like bread, and then puts them back in your bones, like sort of shakes your skeleton out so that it improves your posture. But it's supposed to all my, be along little, your spine though, right? It's it's uh it's your entire body. Oh really? It it where they work in different sections, like your leg and then your arm and then your low back and then your shoulders and then your neck and your head. How many times do you have to go for the whole body? I think it's ten or twelve. Ten depending or twelve sessions. You can't sessions. just do it yeah, in one depending time. Depending on your height. No, no. No, uh yeah, it's not like dental work. They're like, take out all of my wisdom teeth. Right. Now. It's uh, they, yeah, no, it's twelve sessions, and it's every two weeks, ten or wow. twelve it's sessions. It's supposed to literally make you taller at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, it makes you a little right. bit taller, and makes you fixes your posture. And if you have any sort of muscle problems, it's supposed to fix it. And a little funnier. So if I went home and and, and googled rolfing videos, I'm not going to see something that's like. Uh, if you if you type rolfing and then image. Yeah. Uh, no, I think you'll be fine. It's okay. uh, it's fine unless you touch rolfing sex and then image, and then you'll find uh, something horrible is happening <laughs> uh, in Denver. Sex rolfing. <laughs> so, but oh, you know what? Because of that spoon, I do want to ask Adam. He might know because you went to chef school, right? Did you go to chef school? No, I never really went to chef school. I've just but always you were been a cooking. Chef in Philadelphia. Yeah, I was. I've, I've cooked. I mean, cooking has always been something I've done. It was always kind of like a big hobby of mine. And it wasn't until I I was living in Los Angeles, you know, as an actor, um, and, and getting into that, lots of trouble. That that next food star. Right. Well, then, well, I moved to Philly to open a restaurant. So that was actually my my move. Was like, you know, I'm leaving Philly? this thing. Why no, I'm from Philly? Long Island. Uh, my brother's partner. Who, who were getting the money together for the restaurant, the partner had gone to uh, uh, a business school at Wharton. Um, so he was familiar with Philly. And, and we kind of, yeah, <laughs> no, we, we kind of uh, figured that, um, you know, Philly didn't have like real barbecue and we wanted to bring barbecue to Philly. Our place was called the Smoked Joint. A barbecue ah, experience. Very nice. Um, I get the uh, double entendre too. Oh yeah, well. Blaze you know. up, wasteoids. Exactly. Out there. Our, 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 our address was fourteen twenty Locust Street. Completely coincidental. I mean, we had the name first, so that was really uh, <clears throat> serendipitous. But um, so uh, yeah, so so yeah, went to went to Philly, opened the restaurant there, and and that's uh, that's how that all happened. But I, I just always done it. I worked as a short order cook in college. I, I I studied theater in school, which means that I had no other real requirements. Sure. Uh, so I took food science electives. I've taken to actually when people ask me what I do for a living, I've taken to telling them I'm a line cook because there's nothing more boring. 
Because what are you going to ask me about? Oh, no, I chopped a lot of vegetables today. You say and you're a line cook? I tell huh? them I'm a line cook. But you think even in today's world where, like, you know, food television is everywhere, people might be fascinated right. by You'd that. You'd think it, but only if you're a chef. Only if you're, you know, I mean, the next step is to just say I'm a dishwasher, but because, uh, but the thing is, is no one will believe too it unbelievable at this late date. Too it's almost a lateral move. It was my first yep. job dishwashing, my first real uh, job. Wait, what restaurant? Uh, it was called the Blue Heron, I think it was, and it was, um, it was a, it was a gourmet restaurant right there on Lake Drive in Cudahy, Wisconsin. That was a beautiful time. A beautiful time, the, the late 80s or the early God, 80s. Wisconsin. And, uh, I feel like we're about to go into an episode of Prairie Home Companion right now. <laughs> it was a beautiful Old day. Old grapes. It's nice up there. God, Wisconsin. I don't know if you've ever been up there. It's nice. I flipped the squares at Wendy's. That oh, did you? That was, your, that was your first job. I 16. I had to get a work permit at the high school. And That's so cool. That's go, a grill, go grill flip job. The nice. Yeah. Flip the squares. Greasy. Never never uh, frozen. That's that's their claim to fame. Fresh never frozen. Yeah. A lie? When you see what the actual frosties are, yeah. they're these gelatinous glop, yeah. five-pound, sure. five-gallon bags. That never eggs. melting. Yeah. Never, never melting. Never melt. That's and the thing. It just sits there, and it's sort of the consistency uh, of a melted <laughs> frosty. A milkshake should should melt at some a point. A milkshake yeah. should it's, melt. Holy criminy! Pour this, and then at the end, you're squeezing this giant plastic mm. bag. Was that the... your only fast food? Uh, How long did you work there? Just one summer. Yeah, I, I worked at Dunkin' Donuts. Was my first job, and I absolutely oh. loved it. Like, I, I, that. Did you make the donuts? I didn't make the donuts, but I sometimes frosted and filled them. Oh, okay. And I loved. I just, that's I line just always loved. Story, yeah, kind of. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's line work. I loved making the breakfast sandwiches. Even at the time, it was like you know microwaving the eggs. I just loved it. I, I mean, I've always you, like, like sense liked... of accomplishment kind of stuff. Yeah, was I was it? like, I'm making this egg sandwich. Awesome. I totally <laughs> dug it. That's great. And sometimes what I would do. When I would have to fill the donuts, you you you, you plug each donut in because they're filled with mostly air, like the yeast raised donut. They're very you know that's how you get the cream in or the jelly. You plug in two of them and you hit them hit the thing and it would go you know thing and there'd yeah. be a big bag, kind of like the frosty bag, uh, and fill the cream and the jelly. And every one this was because I was sixteen. So you're really semi automated. You're just sticking the donut. Yeah, on you're the sticking hole. them on there and you're plugging it and okay. it injects a certain amount in there. But as a mischievous 16-year-old, I would always take two and hit that button like eight times. <laughs> and you wouldn't be able to tell anything, but it would be so filled with jelly. <laughs> I knew that somebody would be getting that that's home and hilarious. bite into it. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, that's just good times. Yeah. It's a, I worked uh, my, my fast food. I, I was a dishwasher, and then when I when I, I had three summers, I worked at a foot-long hot dog stand in Provincetown, Massachusetts, serving foot-long dogs to transvestites. Really? That wow. was uh, that was you know what never gets old with a drunk transvestite? Put a condiment on that. That never gets old. Uh. <laughs> Sober transvestites like never laugh. Never laugh. But drunk ones, oh, the hilarity. They love it. They love it. That's because they're they're more easily entertained. <laughs> It was, wow. wow. You know, I but just I just dogs. made some hot dogs the other day, actually. Bock, oh, did you? Bockwurst. Bockwurst. We had is a that the white? That is the white. I love my favorite. We man. made, That's we had a, a late Oktoberfest. All right. Okay. Sauerkraut and the whole deal? Sauerkraut. Oh. Didn't make the sauerkraut. I did make braised red cabbage, and uh, we did a cool potato salad. But I, you I made got, your own hot dogs. Yeah. Why do you do that? Now, do we want to know? Yeah, sure. it was great because well because like you're talking about the frosty right you know a, a really crappy hot dog and a really good one is you know you know why not have the good one like yeah. if they both have the same amount of fat 
right. and calories. <laughs> why not have the quality? If you're going to go, go, you know, like, like the milkshake. Why have the Frosty have a real ice cream milkshake, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah except, you know, the 99 cent menu thing. So, yeah, no, basically a Bockwurst is veal and pork. And it's ground. And, and, and like hot dogs are what called emulsified sausages, which mean that instead of just being ground, then you can then puree the grind. Okay. And, and it's pretty much the, the, they're white. They don't contain the thing that keeps ham, corned beef, and everything pink, which is sodium nitrite or nitrate okay. or both. Pink salt, curing salt, pickling salt. So, so it's all just meat. So it's just meat. And then there's milk. And then there was like some chive, some onion, mace. Mace, Mace is kind of like a nutmeg kind of spice, which is really what gives like hot words, hot uh, hot dogs their flavor. Okay. Um, and so it's got that real. Is it spelled like Mace? Mace? M A C E? M A C E. Yeah. All right. And uh, that was pretty much it. And then I put some parsley and and scallions in it. And then I got you know sheep's casing. Uh, from Whole Foods, which is just uh, guts, right? It's uh, it's yeah, it's it's, it's it's funny. Like sausages look a lot like what's going on in your body right now. Uh, <laughs> it's a really real circle of life kind of thing. Um, circle it, of life. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, so it's you know it's natural casing, and then you basically you grind it, you whip it together, you make the mix, and then you uh, then you 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 get a, a little sausage filler when you get on your little KitchenAid thing, or you can get an individual one. Is it is it like a pastry bag? Gadget. What's that? Another gadget. Yeah, another gadget. Yeah, exactly. Is it like a pastry bag, though, where you just like squirt? And no, then it goes well, into it's, it's almost, you know, like what a grinder attachment looks like on the KitchenAid where you kind of put the things in the top, you put the meat in the top, oh, yeah. and it gets ground and it comes oh, yeah, out. Yeah. Well, instead of grinding, you're just putting an extruder attachment on. So there's no cutter. So you're putting the ground mixture back and through the top. Right. And then it's extruding, and you have the casing kind of like it's like a 20 foot condom that you load onto the, uh, oh, to oh, the sausage oh, extruder. Helium balloons. Yeah. Like that. You okay. kind of load it all on, and then it just kind of comes out. And then, you know, part of the trick, and I've done it about six or seven times now, in the beginning, you get all kinds of air in there and you got to figure out how to not get the air in and get a tight fit and if you fill it too much they burst so it's a little Ew. bit of a thing you know yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then you do it and then you kind of just twist them and you link them and then you got to figure out how to twist them because if you twist each thing the same way and then you start unraveling some of the other ones oh. <laughs> so it's a, it's a whole thing but they, they came out really good and these ones i didn't smoke i just i i i slowly steamed them in a mixture of beer and water so they looked really that white sounds amazing. they were great and then we yeah. did bratwursts too right. which were a little bit different and smoked so you had the real red bratwurst and then the white hot dog. Same kind so of casing, cool. like a sheep casing working the I same? I did use or? the same kind of casing. It was more of a coarse ground, more pork, slightly different spices. I just been, gotten really into it. I just It's my, right, my right. new hobby. I'm, so so once you once you make them, if you make a lot of them for people, mm -hmm. do you freeze them? Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, because these are, are what are called like fully cooked sausages. Like a hot dog is a cooked sausage, right? You get a hot dog. It's not You can raw. eat it raw. You can eat it raw. Yeah. But it's it's slowly cooked. And it wants to be cooked again. So the idea is that you're cooking it at such a low temperature that the – it's all about fat distribution. If fat gets to a certain temperature, it'll melt out, ooze out, kind of like what's happening in your in the blood in your mm -hmm. back right now. It's like kind of oozing <laughs> to the surface. A lot of back fat oozing out, right? Yeah. Right, right. And it actually looks fantastic. It's a very <laughs> chiseled, chiseled, beautiful back really got underneath all that. So yeah, so then Good you can cut. freeze them and then recook them, and that's what we did. We have we have a bunch of that we've done over the past couple of months, and I have them. And they're in the freezer. And they're in the freezer. They're All my right. Christmas presents this year. And uh, back to the back, which makes me want to ask my question, which I started with before, which is, uh, do you know how to make miso soup? Um, <laughs> I do, I do. Because miso soup, um, I make. You know, when when you buy miso at the store. And then you take a spoon of it and you put it in and then you put some chives in. You're, I'm missing something. It never tastes like miso you know soup. You great miso soup? 
What's who? Okay, Chinese food. Okay, okay. Uh, it's just okay. Sterling Gardner uh, has noted that here in the Van Nuys neighborhood that I live in, there is a Chinese restaurant uh, right around the corner called Okay Chinese, and Sterling's gonna go there after. Did you ever put kombu in it? Kombu, yeah. You put that in? Yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And it just still still missing something? Yeah, maybe maybe I didn't put enough, or maybe I didn't cook oh, it long yeah, enough. Yeah, because because that, that kind of gives it like the texture and a lot of that flavor. Is that where the texture's That's coming seaweed. from? Yeah, it kind of gives it that naturally viscous. Yeah, more viscousy kind of. Yeah. Feel to it, okay. And that's enough. I think when I made it before, it was pretty much just that and the paste, like the red miso paste. Right, and right. That. And then it tastes like the at, at the restaurant. Yeah. Okay. All right. Some tofu in there. Excellent. Happy. Good to know. Good to know. Happy. It's uh. <laughs> so you be like, this is okay. All right. So and now I want to ask Sterling Gardner for the longest. I I need to. This Uh-oh. is the this Uh-oh. is you toured with Anthony Robbins. Oh God. Yeah, that's what I want to hear about. I want to hear about motivational speaking. And what the, the Tony Robbins. Because you volunteered. This yes. was a volunteer situation. Where did you go with it? First of all, where did you get to go? Uh, I've been to a bunch of places. Well, the, the short story, it's not a short story. It doesn't have to be short. Um, <laughs> I li- when I first moved here, I lived in uh, the bedroom of a one bedroom with a guy named Jerry Hawkins, who you guys probably know as Wild Bill from Wild Bill's Dinner Theater in Costa Mesa. Oh, yeah. You're from sure. I don't. I don't. Uh, it's just one of these medieval times, but a oh, country awesome. version. So oh, he was version. literally Wild Bill. He had a big red mustache and red hair and wore white oh, suit. Oh, that sounds weird. How come he's not on the Dork Forest <laughs> next week? Next week, tune in. Well, he had his bed in sort of the front area of the room. Sure. And I had my futon in the, in the bedroom. And anyway, I'd have to come and every time I was coming home, have to knock on the door because he was having sex with some married woman usually all right uh but while you was... get some action when you have that mustache huh wild bill does not mess around <laughs> wild bill he was gets milking it for everything that he could literally um <laughs> and next... they were married so it's, <laughs> right, it's, right. it's only one extra leap to think that they were <laughs> right married to someone else with he milk left oh, for right. the <laughs> evening yes uh i was perhaps unemployed at the time and could have been could have been that could have happened and he had a book on that was literally on the coffee table that I picked up and started reading, and it was one of Anthony Robbins' books. Which one? Oh, God. I want to Battleship, say... Battleship... Uh, no, that's Elvin Hubbard. <laughs> Sorry. Close enough. <laughs> um, Jackass alert, Cation. Awaken the Giant Within or something. Oh, that is some dangerous reading, my oh, friend. Oh, wait. It gets better. Well, and he picked then, it up, so, too. He so, was like looking around and was like... Ah. I'm going to awaken the giant within. I'm going to awaken the giant within. I'm going to read this with my Ikea particle desk and my futon and my 90210 <laughs> poster because that's all I own. Oh, sweet. You kept uh, that poster with you. You were living a dream, man. Oh, man. I would. Yep. Uh, and I read this book and I thought, oh, this guy might have the secret to life. And he was coming to L.A. and I went to see it and it freaked me out at first because – I'd never been to anything like this, and just all the first off, there are people packed. It was at the Universal Hilton, packed, and literally like smashing you up like Comic Con, just packed. Yes, really, and like cheek all, to jowl. Yes, there. and I don't like crowds to begin with, right? And so I was like, oh. especially a crowd of giants. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was also expensive because this the first yeah. one I paid to go to, right? And it was the – it's known famous as the fire walking weekend where you learn how to walk on fire. Right, where everybody walks across the coals. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. And all what? of a sudden, 
You know, when you walk across the coals, no, I, like everybody, the motivational I, thing. I like, think you can I do saw it. it on Gilligan's Island once, but uh, <laughs> no one does it for reals, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears> we yeah. did it. We did it. Uh, the Giants So awake. all of a sudden, uh, CNC Music Factory comes on at about 3,000 decibels. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what the that's fuck the interest God? music uh, for all comedy clubs, <laughs> and, oddly enough. And the doors swing open, and then you're sort of like pushed through, like the, like at the end of a concert, really. But this is the beginning of the motivational workshop. Wow. And there's all these people in there, and they're dancing and clapping and giving wow. you high fives, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Right. And they're encouraging you to do it. And there's then Tony Robbins dancers. There's Tony Robbins employees and volunteers that are sort of pumping the crowd before he even steps on stage. Of course. They do that wow. at like all the late night talk shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah warming yeah, yeah. up the crowd. I was wow. really uncomfortable. Really uncomfortable. And uh, But somehow but you still feel, on board. You still on board. Uh, more uncomfortable not doing it after oh, a I certain bet. point. Because you want to be part of. Yeah. Who doesn't want to be part of? Always want to be part of. So I'm and, and you had never read like in... Illusions or you no. had never got sucked into some other... All the new agey yeah, stuff. Yeah. Never. I mean, I've read it all now. But sure. I haven't. But Celestine all, Prophecy? No. All of it. Gateway all Drug? It. You went in as a Gateway giant. Gateway Drug. You went in giant, full bulls, bl- guns a-blazing. Yep. And went through this thing and by the end of the first or second night it was pretty soon they basically spend the whole time teaching you and getting you pumped up to walk across these coals okay and the whole theory is if you can do that what can't you do uh i don't know drive a tractor trailer right without uh, training right without any sort of training (laughs) but that's a lot of clapping yeah what can't you do uh with chinese music factory i can do anything right um, and so uh, we walked across these coals, and I'm the kind of guy that, like, one time wasn't, like, I had to prove to myself that it wasn't a fluke the first time. So I went literally ten times. Wow. Really? Yeah. What do you that, mean, when you say it wasn't just... a fluke, was the first time, what, what was your experience? Like, you obviously took time, something. Like, this... Wow, this was kind of easy. Ten times in this weekend, or ten? T- in a row, that night. That night, just one, two, three, I'm, I'm getting gonna... different lines. They were like... 20 lines of fire. And you're like, I need yes. to have the blood come to my feet. Yep. And none of them, like on it, any of those lines, there were no kebabs being served at the any of them? No or kebabs. Shrimps. And... Right, there was no wasabi. I want there to be hors d'oeuvres. Um, but, wow, so you did it 10 times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, then what happened? How long Then were... I was like, holy shit, this guy is on to something. I don't know how I could apply it. So wait, did it not feel, feel Yeah, yeah, hot? you have to apply it. No. And you think that's because something you did mentally? Uh, it's a few things, yeah, but it's mostly, it's mostly mental. Like if and I were to just walk, across... if you were to just walk across them unprepared, you'd burn your oh, feet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it and was literally quickly? white hot coals. What? Quickly? Um, it's a moderate pace. I mean, it's okay, like, all right, uh, all right. So hand it, in hand with your sweetheart. Is there a chant? Is there a thing? I mean, or is it? Am no, I oversimplifying but, and thinking that it's you know? Uh, there's no is there chant. Encouragement? However, there is a Rocky theme that gets. And over and over and over now again. Now that will make you feel like you can dun, do anything. And then pad, 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 pad over the whole hot coals. And then there's, wow. a, there's a little piece of turf, wet turf that you make and sure there's no coals. Are, are you like 23? Yep. That's perfect. That's the perfect age Perfectly to really get sucked into me. You're just like, I. this guy knows. Man. Totally this lost guy in knows. Los Angeles. Oh, oh yeah. right, right. Yeah. Yeah. We've been there. Yeah. Floundering, yeah. not having a clue what's going on. Getting in a lot of trouble. How Could have been in anything. Why did I move here in the first place? Right. <laughs> Everything. All of it. Right. It so it's either a storm of motivation. Scientology or right. Tony Robbins. And my brother joined the Moonies. 
uh, when he went in 1976, he he moving came to, out here. Yeah, he, well, he moved out to Berkeley. Is that like and, from Aqua Teen Hunger for Hunger Force? Uh, uh, Reverend Sung Young Moon. Uh, they sell uh, granola on the streets. It's like Hare Krishna's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And uh, and he, um, yeah, he was in for like eight or nine months. He was he he worked the farm. He worked the farm, growing granola or whatever. We kidnapped and deprogrammed him. It was like we saw it on the Phil Donahue show. This is this wow. is back in the 12th century. You guys uh, weren't born yet. And uh, I remember Phil's show. Sure, you remember Phil. Phil. So okay, so anyway, you did but, it. So you were okay, totally so bought in. You were. You were like, board, this though. is the answer to life. I'm 23. I'm walking and on coals. And I think in some ways it kind of. I mean, it does help. It focuses. Well, the thing is, uh, you have to apply it. There's <laughs> yes, yes. And the problem is when you leave after being so jacked for three days. First right. off, there's that plummet. It's sort of like when you end the run of a show. You're like, uh, right. now what? Now what? I don't know what to do. I'm a failure. I, ha- I had a hundred not... people, uh, <laughs> you know, psyching me up before, and blah blah blah. Yeah. So you just sort of, it's really hard not to fall back into your bullshit. Right. Anyway, I started looking around, going, "Who are all these people that are sort of running mics to people or passing out flyers?" Right. And I just sort of friended, uh this young lady that was working there and I said who are these people and she said there's volunteers and we always need volunteers now you should be clear Sterling Um, when you say friended you mean you actually spoke to someone that was not something that you you did through Facebook (laughs) right right you befriended someone you befriended someone which is something that we used to do old school when you'd actually talk to people Donahue was top of the ratings you could talk (laughs) to people it was a different time (laughs) it was a different time it was the early 2000s (laughs) they let you join the tour this is like the circus but but that sounds like classic comic kind of thing where you're just like how do i get a backstage pass to yeah. this thing because i don't want to yep. i don't want to pay for this again but i want to hang out with these people well, the, is that well kind of... the whole thing is and all these guys do it as i've learned all these guys that run these workshops do these quote-unquote less expensive like one or two day workshops and you're so fired up at the end and then they pitch you literally like thirty thousand dollar around the world workshops and almost everybody buys them at the end of it wow yeah. How? How, really? how? Who? Credit cards? Yep. Holy crap! Yeah. I can't Which is so, and it's and it's the whole like, and it's all the classic psychological um, stuff that works. Like, if you do it now, you'll save fifty percent. If you, right. do, you know, if you oh, buy right, all right, the three, sale. you know, it's all this mental stuff on top of being jacked that you just walked across fire. Right, right. They just they they, they just had you accomplish something enormous, and now they're right. like, you, we can do. I can teach you how to do 30 more things just like that, but we're going to be in Kuala Lumpur when we do it. We're going to be in Kuala Lumpur and we're going to master your finances. Right. And then we're going to go to Mount, that's wealth mastery. Then we're going to go to Maui and that's health mastery. And so there's okay. this, he has this thing called Mastery University and it's literally financial, health, relationships, date with destiny is one of them. So there's all these things. You can buy into one, but if you buy life mastery, right. you go around the world in one year and take all these workshops. And so what you did is you volunteered so to help him run it. what I did was say, I don't have $30,000. Right. <laughs> uh, and I just befriended um, some people that work there. <laughs> right. And said, how do I get on this? And they were young and my age at the time and they were like this is how you do it and they're based in san diego and where did you end up traveling so to? i went to maui first. you did go to maui okay yeah that's almost worth it there and right, they paid yep. for you to go to maui um you buy your airfare everything else is taken care of. okay they got a hotel and food a really nice hotel you're hooked up with somebody else food okay it's all taken care of 
Now, we were working literally probably 21, 22 hours a day. Sure. Sure. Uh, Why would There's that much to do to prepare for these seminars. And then you got to be pumping people up at the end of it, too. You well, I mean, there's stuff that's, I would say, there's was there stuff alcoholism? to do for about 20 hours a day. Like, and... there, there'll be stuff before the thing actually starts, a long day. Um, that sort goes of waiting long, on people that goes long mm -hmm. and then there's activities and stuff that you can do afterwards was there partying was there some party yeah, yeah. What, what is, is that is that frowned upon what is that no, like you know what's the weird thing is because you got to meet ladies right you got to meet some a ladies lot of ladies but it was um and everybody's fired up right everybody's on board everybody's so really excited yeah and here's the thing i would say that the outlet was hooking up and sex more than because right you're all there for... that's not a that's not a bad outlet no no, no but no. i'm saying could, there wasn't been... partying in the it, it wasn't like of... beers and 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 so you know, you're saying you got to the, the sex and the hooking up without having to take the traditional route of, of the alcohol and all that right, well, that's, right. i mean that, that that's that's, that's worth it money. right there that's yeah, saving money <laughs> and, and a health issue but the crazy thing is you're learning uh, and these different levels you're learning a lot of it is self-hypnosis but then you also learn techniques on how to affect other people's subconscious okay so, right because it's all sales techniques because it's a lot of sales techniques sure. and a lot of and i had about 18 years of this sort of uh indoctrination from my father really education uh so yeah yeah we would never listen to like you know a lot of people listen to bill cosby when they were a kid or they <laughs> sure. listen to, we listened to zig ziglar dale carnegie uh dale carnegie we listened to a lot of uh chitty chat sell the sizzle not the steak you know and i yeah, was reminded recently my dad has this thing where he sells aluminum siding and he sells everything he'll sell you whatever you want if he can sell you something you already own he wins uh so but he's uh we're, we're uh he, he'll spend like two hours trying to sell you this aluminum siding and then if you don't want it at the end he'll he's got one more throw and it's essentially it's the burning bridges throw where he's just like well you're not going to buy anything i might as well try this i'm going to try to essentially intimidate you into into buying something so what he'll say is Oh, I'm sorry for wasting your time with this aluminum site, with all the siding. Uh, it's a great product, of course, but I didn't know that I was talking to poor people. I'm really sorry that I wow. interrupted your lives. And uh, what he's just done, of course, it's is like called sales them. sales date, right? Yeah, it is. He's called them pussies. And, and I was like, and you've never been punched? And he's like, oh, no, I've been punched. But <laughs> I've also made the sit. Sometimes I'll make the sale. Sometimes well, I get punched. punched. Wow. And, uh, and you're just like, well, that's horrifying. And he's like. What, I got something else to do? And I was like, well, you maybe you could have sold them something next year. He's like, nah, nah, they weren't going to buy it. It becomes this weird obsession. And and it is and it is date rape. It is, it's it's very much like you're saying yes, but you're not saying yes because you want to say yes. You're saying yes because you're being pressured and saying yes. Well, the crazy okay. thing Sales is. date rape. It really is. Oh. Creepy. What's crazy is we didn't know this at the time because this stuff never didn't exist. But what you're learning this stuff and you're. 23 24 20 a guy mm -hmm. in your 20s and yeah. you now know techniques to coerce people to get women you to... can out wild bill wild bill at that point yeah you bow, can bow, bow, bow. you can do a really good job of mentally manipulating a female however they can too so there's all oh, right because the ladies are learning it oh, too. So they're all everybody's learning using it. their jedi powers on each other well, it's what what amazing it's, it's nice. very sexy do you know that crazy uh it was a show for a while, but it was a rage a few years ago. The game that there's a book called The Game about these nerds that started. Um, there was a guy that proclaimed he could get any woman into bed, and it became a VH1 show. Oh right, right. I uh, he don't... had a game plan or something, right? He would teach really these super horrifying... nerdy, a lot of times yeah. virgin guys how to go out just using 
techniques. They're and Jedi. most of these techniques are very similar to what we learned. So Can we you give that... me an example of a technique? Not that I will use it in any time. Right, right. Because we want you to use your powers for good, dorks. Exactly. Use your no, use your powers That's for good. We used to call it in the day, like, you can learn this stuff for good. But there's also a dark side. Right. That's which is it. calling people pussies when you're selling or right. somebody that's clearly not into it. One of the things that's so crazy in, in the game, we didn't learn this, but the thing that stuck out, because I, I read that book in a, a day. It's fascinating. It's a guy that wrote for Rolling Stone that sort of got himself into that world and learned this. And then it becomes an obsession because these guys that never yeah. get laid are now picking up women on Sunset Boulevard, literally. Right. right. But one of the things is called it's the how to be a negging. Book. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Called negging. N-E-G-G-I-N-G, short for negativing. Yeah. Um, okay, negativing. Where you say something to whoever appears to be like the alpha female right. of this group, the hottest group, and you go up and say, God, you'd be really pretty if your nose was a little bit smaller. So it's sort of this weird compliment, but what? at the same time knocking wow. them down. It's yeah. really sick. Really yeah, sick. yeah. Um, okay. You just go we up to them. How do you not see that coming? Like what? Uh, well, well, then they're thrown off guard, and right. then you can say something else to build them back up. It's right. a really oh. sick, twisted game. Yeah, yeah. What a hor- That's it's a, a horrible. <laughs> it's like your poor. Yeah, that's your poor. That's I mean, it's it's essentially it's a jackass. It's your jackass. Yes. Is that like when I tell people that I'm on the Food Network and they tell me how much they like Anthony Bourdain? Yes, <laughs> yes. They're just like Kitchen Confidential. I just listen to it. He sounds like he's so funny. Actually, he sounds like a dingbat. Is yeah. what he sounds like a horrible man to work for, with, and around. Anyway, um, wow. Yeah, that's that's. So you ended up. Let's just. I mean, the Hold thing on, is, is how'd you, you get one out? Technique that's fascinating and and uh, also horrifying. Uh. Yes. Okay. But you use it, <laughs> Fair but enough. It can be used for good. <laughs> okay. Uh, where you say something that's purposefully meant to confuse someone. So while their conscious mind is trying right. to wrap around what you just said, the very next thing you say is a direct, uh, uh, a direct message to their subconscious. So while they're thinking about that, their unconscious, their conscious mind is busy. So you can say something uh, like, uh, "Can you remind me to tell you what I remember to tell you?" that you need to forget and you're like what the heck is going on and you're like i need you to sleep with me wow wow yeah they're both taking off their clothes wow right i didn't yeah. even know <laughs> i didn't even know and you guys don't know this but my back is full of blood i can't yeah well, how did i get get like this that's crazy so you actually say that to the person i need you to sleep with me while you while you're saying I that mean, you that's could an example well, yeah you yeah. could say buy aluminum siding pussy. you could say buy aluminum siding as, as the second thing or yeah, and will they not hear the second thing uh, they'll, no they'll, he, they'll internalize it it's right. just some creepy yeah, my father used to do he he would he would tie you up in knots and then at the end of it he would say something like, "Well, I don't understand why I don't just, you know, what what why wouldn't you take that guy's money?" You know? And you're like, "Well, because he's a bad guy. I don't want to work for him." But all of a sudden you're like, "Well, I guess I'm working for that guy." And and you'd be like, "How did he do it? It's a Jedi fucking mind trick is wow. what it is." You and, can also uh ask someone a question. How'd you get out, man? Uh, <laughs> how'd you get out? Uh it just got old. Yeah, yeah. I suppose after how long did it? How long you, did you follow him around? Like you went to uh, Maui. I would say over the. I didn't go to everything consecutively. Like I just. I mean, these the, the Maui thing alone was like eight or nine days. Okay. And they were expensive just, too because you're not getting paid. You're volunteering and well, and you're having to you buy your plane ticket. Right. And, right. 
and, and not and then work. pay your rent and right. somehow and not yeah. work but using your jedi mind tricks and and sleeping with different random uh, ladies. random anthony now would you now the people so, so i could you can ask somebody a question so while their mind's thinking about it, it you can subtly point to yourself or to the chocolate or whatever because you could say god do you remember um do you remember the first person that you ever fell in love with and they start to bring and those feelings start to come back they have to because your brain starts focusing on it right and you start remembering your first love and do you remember the first time that you had sex and you just point to yourself at yourself while they're yeah, Sterling just pointed it. to himself and then I pointed myself to him, which was <laughs> And oddly enough, everyone's excited here in my Van Nuys. Oh, I'm looking at an action figure and a picture of Andy's grandmother, so yeah. not as much. <laughs> uh, wow, see But all um, these really subtle, creepy yeah, things. That it's you subtle can do. creepy things. <laughs> It is creepy. <laughs> huh? Huh? Subtle, <laughs> creepy things. And then Sterling and Adam pointing at each other. Um, and themselves. But okay. you, I'll tell you how you get out. You realize really <clears throat> quickly that there are two types of people almost that can go on either side. And it's about 50-50. You realize that there are people there of why it gets this weird cult name because they would literally do pretty much anything that Anthony Robbins said. And mm -hmm. then there's the other half that recognize those people. <laughs> And they're there going, oh, actually, that, that's helpful, that's helpful, that's helpful. And you go home and you use right, you whatever's you, helpful. You take the good, the, the useful stuff. So, Sterling, it sounds like you're saying there are good things to be taken out of it. It's not all evil. Yeah, it's not all sure. cold. Now, but what about him himself? Did you meet him? Did you have interactions with the man? Because uh, after I... Shallow Hal, I had a lot more respect for him. I'm like, oh, the guy's kind of making fun <laughs> of himself a little bit. He played I himself. dated his personal assistant for a short time. Really? So I saw behind the curtains and really? in his room and met him and stuff yeah uh what's he like what's happening is he like anthony bourdain <laughs> what's happening just the most focused human being you can possibly imagine so when he's up there like super intense and super off, super off stage intense. as well and when he's off he's got his head in some book you've never heard of that's talking about trends that go into the next millennium like crazy yeah. crazy future oriented stuff yeah. So he did. It wasn't like we were palling around and right. That well, stuff. those guys aren't particularly fun to hang out with either, just because they're just they're so high maintenance, and you know you're well, just they like never, they're never off that motivational game, right? And right. that's like a stand-up who can't stop telling jokes, right? Right. We were just like, who wants to play with that guy? Nobody. Right. It's a lot of work. Now wow. that is that's insanity. Mm -hmm. I need to hear a nice story from you. Uh, tell me about your beer koozie collection, <laughs> <laughs> Sterling. What do you got? Uh, well, I grew up in oh, below Careful. the Mason-Dixon lines. Did you? I thought you grew up in New York, according to your yeah. IMDb page. You're grew from New no, York. No, I was born in New York. Okay. And then two weeks later, my family moved to a rural part of Maryland, and it's very redneck, and we started drinking. Six Semper Tyrannus. 14, and yeah. uh, beer koozies were just... Koozies are big in the South because the beer gets warm. Yeah, man. And beer gets warm. I, I was in New Orleans recently, and they all have the koozies. You I thought they were called don't... cozies, but they're not, because yeah. I thought it keeps uh, they're, cozy. They're both. They're called all kinds of stuff. Huggies, koozies, koozies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you literally don't travel without one. Like, people have their koozie that they take everywhere they go because right. you might go to your friend's house and of course he's going to offer you a beer I, I bought some nice ones when i was in australia i bought uh, some uh, kangaroo oil skin it was like a it was like a it was like a combo bottle or can 
it was it was they were Velcro. They you'd wrap them around the beer. Oh, so you can change it. Yeah, awesome. you can do like the right. oil can. You could do like the Foster's big oil sure. can, or you sure. can do a regular you can, can a or a bottle. Yeah, that's great. Adjustable. Uh-huh. I have two that are semi because uh, you know they're pretty normal. The ones. Yeah. Uh, I have two. One that's I would call the King Koozie. Yeah, King Koozie. It is it's got Elvis on black it. leather. Oh, black. Um, and it's shaped the fonds. To, <laughs> round at the top, obviously, to put your beer in, but it, it sort of flares out into a square. Yeah. Because in the bottom of it, there's sand. Oh, so, so it, that it, so if it you doesn't put it on your dashboard. Oh. It doesn't tip over, and there's a pocket on the side for cigarettes. Oh, that that but you shouldn't be ultimate. You, you shouldn't trash. be putting um yeah your beer on the dashboard though. Probably you should not be. No. But in but the south, it's kind of like the rebel kind of. Dude, my friends still drive, drive around, around with, with beer. Open yeah, really? it's like I picked up what? some friend of mine at the train station. It's and, amazing. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, he was from Poland. She's from uh, Iowa, and uh, he pulls out a half a bottle of wine and just starts drinking it. And I was like, hey. Uh, this is uh, my car, and we can't have an open bottle in my car because I will go to jail. Remember my car. Uh, uh, we gotta gotta put that in the the trunk. And uh, they were also out of their tiny lizard minds because they shoplifted. We went to a Whole Foods, what? and uh, yeah, yeah, this is a friend of mine. She's got to be forty five years old, and uh, she comes out. She's like, yeah, I got us extra cheese. I grabbed a piece. I was like, what? You shoplifted that? And she goes. It's Whole Foods. They overcharge people. And I was like, no. oh, it's a blow she for the man. She justified it. Yeah, it's a blow for the man. Uh, no, I don't wow. think so. We're going to go pay for the f- cheese. Wow. Uh, yeah, there's no shoplifting in grown-up land. Crazy uh, people. I stole a Smurf when I was very young. And, oh, yeah? and my mother marched me back to the store to return the Smurf. I believe. It was very <laughs> embarrassing, but very effective. My very... mom was kind of like Tony Robbins like that. They... Like, I oh, yeah. never, never shoplifted again after that. going to turn in the Smurf? Exactly. Yeah. Pointing, at you. Yeah, pointing, pointing at, at me you. And next thing I, I did, uh, uh, I used to, in junior high, I think it was, I used to steal uh, books because I had uh, a huge fine at the public library. So I would go to Kmart and I would steal uh, Louis L'Amour novels and uh, Harlequin romances That's from the Kmart. Hilarious. I'm yeah. conflicted because <laughs> Those are you, bullshitty, you're stealing shitty books. But you're stealing books at right. the same time. Know, it's, exactly. it's knowledge, you it's know. It's nice to read. That's what they say about sexting. At least the kids are writing. <laughs> Nobody says that. Anyway, <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> but you've got some good collections too. You've got these Marvel Comics glasses, which I'm completely right. That Thor glass. With. That Thor glass, Thor is, glass nice. is I got, so I got, cool. I got uh, Daredevil. I got uh, Iron Man. Iron Fist. You got. I got too. an Iron Fist. I can't believe sure. there's going to be a America. Thor movie. Like I, I just, I'm such a dork that I was just looking at action figures. Oh yeah. For the Thor movie. Okay. Who's yeah, yeah. Thor. Um, some the, blonde guy. The dude uh, that was. Kirk's father in the new Star Trek. He pl- oh, that's right. He be the uh, not Christopher Pine, but the guy who played yes Christopher Pine's father. He and that was a great scene. Did you see the the I new Star Trek? It was really really great. They scene. did a nice job. With Tugged that, your heartstrings. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. he's going down, and the wife's giving birth to Kirk, and he's going down. It was yep. really really good. Yeah, the long distance phone call over space. And oh time. my god, <laughs> yeah. I was I was weeping. <laughs> it was great. And he's going to be Thor, and Anthony Hopkins is Odin. Oh, that's and, but great. the best thing about it is, you know, Thor always t- talked with this, you know, old English sort of Shakespearean dialect, and Kenneth Branagh is directing the film. The last guy you would what? think of to direct an action film, but the guy oh. who's only done Shakespeare films. So, but Shakespeare full of very action packed. Oh very yeah, no, it's. I think it's great. I mean, like, it, it, that's the, gonna be awesome. I'm totally psyched about it. Hopefully, it's gonna. I'm be on good. board. Do you know? Um, I didn't see. Did you see Red or the Expendables? I did, did see the Expendables. Yeah. Okay, um, 
it's I went and saw okay, so Red and Expendables uh, saw both at the ArcLight. Actually, okay. Andy saw them both at the ArcLight. Great place to see movies, by the way. Double feature. It's a thirty dollar double feature with excellent the popcorn though. And and it's essentially it's assigned seating. You can have a glass of wine while you watch your film. Right. It's perfect for your baby boomers and with for a your, koozie if you with bring your one. Koozie, <laughs> if you bring your own koozie and uh, uh, the 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 it's. And you're you're watching like people in their late fifties, early sixties. This is not a generation that's going to go quietly into the night. Holy smokes! This is this is not. They're going to be like, no, we're we're action, we're action, we're we're. This is an action movie for sixty year olds. You're like, really? Your hip almost broke in that shot. <laughs> yeah. Are you out of your mind? All right. Okay. So. I would love to have seen the this the stunt doubles on that film. Right. Who are all right. like in their twenties and thirties, just wearing wigs and <laughs> shaved heads. And... Was it good? It was red good. It looked yeah. like it was red. Red was fun. Super yeah. fun. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Malkovich is always so much fun. Yeah. He's just such a crazy yeah, yeah. They're dude. just you know they they're they're just they're exactly what you think they are. I mean, there's yeah. not a lot of work going on there. I mean, it's not it's no Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. But it is that's just good clean fun. That's fine. That's yeah. all right. And so let's talk uh let's get back to uh Halloween candy, the food network. Oh, yeah, you okay. had a Halloween episode, so, didn't you? That's coming out this week. It yeah, it aired twice already and I know it airs at least one more This'll time. This will probably air tomorrow. So uh Okay, so it'll Halloween. be on again Saturday, October thirtieth. It's right. called Kid in a Candy Store Tricked Out Treats. Okay. So basically between we did our first season, which was six episodes. Right. And 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 Sh- it's shockingly, just it's just—it's not just candy, but it's sweets. Okay. So it's cupcakes, oh, it's okay. cookies, baked it's ice cream, well. it's baked goods, ice it's taffy, it's toffee, it's anything brickle. in there. It's it brickle. <laughs> I have, yeah, I don't I want to give too much about the new season away, but yeah, brickle. <laughs> um, and then we have another season that we're starting to shoot like next week, um, and we're going to do thirteen more episodes. So oh, they're, I'm so they're in. They're on board. So they're on board. So we did six, and then we did this one-hour special for Halloween because it's right. like obviously a very sweet-oriented uh, holiday. Sure. So that's airing now, and then we next week we start shooting, and then the new episodes will start airing like in eleven. Right. In, in 11. That's 2011. Right. That's 2011. 2011. Yeah. It's all going to start. Um, and so, yeah, it'll be a lot of just traveling around and doing a lot of, eating yeah. a lot of sweets. But you went to the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup factory. Yeah. So, on the one that's oh, in now. That's my that's biggest my, this, fatal flaw. Oh, my God. And that their was dark chocolate freaking. So cool. We focused on the peanut butter pumpkin. Now, what is at, that? Well, that's, it's shaped like a pumpkin. It's got a little bit more peanut butter than the cup. Oh, okay. Less chocolate. The ratio is a little bit different. It's, it's more like, like the, two it's thirds like the peanut butter. Easter egg, but the pumpkin. Oh, very like much a like the egg. egg. It's like a big. One of the peanut butter egg. They do a peanut butter egg. Too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just a big hunk. Of, it's like this big. A lot of peanut butter. Yeah. Is the pumpkin delicious. made out of chocolate? This is yeah. what's really cool, and uh, I'll briefly tell you the, the process because I was shocked. I thought you were going to go to the Reese's plant, and there was going to be vats of Reese's peanut butter everywhere. No, yeah. no, no. That's not how it works. We were in Stewart Strap, Virginia. They have rail cars filled with peanuts. Raw peanuts. Raw peanuts. So, so not like the nuts that are in front of us right now. They're roasted. They're not raw. Okay. You ever had like raw almond? Yeah, they're a little yeah. bit soft or whatever. So they suck them in to a roaster. They roast them right there and then they convey those into a machine that grinds the freshly roasted peanuts up, adds a little bit of oil, a little bit of sugar. So they make their own peanut sugar. butter. It's Yeah. It gets extruded in the shape of a pumpkin. Yeah. And so basically for this particular product – it gets extruded into a, a pumpkin shape that's just With the a solid. Peanut it's just peanut butter. At that solid point. peanut butter pumpkin. And then it gets conveyed down. <laughs> kind right. of excited. And, 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 the, and the texture, <laughs> the texture is somewhat between creamy and chunky. 
Like I never realized that about the Reese's peanut butter like they used. It's right. actually kind of there's a chunky. couple of, there's a little chunky there's a couple of peanut butter in texture. each one. Yeah, yeah, it's texture. nice. And then it gets it goes and it gets top enrobed and then bottom enrobed with chocolate and it travels down this conveyor belt and then it goes through a cooling process and they zip down a line and then they get put into the packages. Now so I shaped like a pumpkin right Yeah. Now. In the shape of a pumpkin. So I got to eat them. You know, while you're doing, you know, when I do these shows, we, you know, you're doing the, you're checking out how it's made and you're tasting it and you're describing the flavors. Did you get to eat one hot? I got to eat one in every, I got to eat just this peanut butter with chocolate on one side, with chocolate on both sides. <laughs> and then out of the package. By the end of the day, I was so full of peanut butter. You have turned your dorkdom into an employment opportunity. So <laughs> yes. That's, that's the way it goes. Yes, so is Anthony Robbins. Get paid to do it. Wow. Uh, I'm interested about the future books. That's interesting. Like he's like he knows where the train. He knew about Facebook in the eighties. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's, he knew it was going to happen. He's on, he's on the cutting edge. That guy. Crazy. Holy smokes! And then now I have given you because uh, I have a garden. butternut squash here. Yes, I, yeah. We here's here's what happened with what the butternut did this squash. Take to grow. Uh, it took all summer to grow because we've been eating them. Uh, it's a volunteer, first of all, that 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 plant that that because we have compost, right? So it's a uh, volunteer, meaning you didn't plant it. We didn't plant it; it just grew, and then it's all over the backyard. This vine that has been producing squash all summer long, and we thought it was a weird that summer squash. So, cool. so we've picked dozens of summer and just cooked them like zucchini and summer squash. And then a friend of ours who works uh, used to work over at the Food and Wine magazine before they just closed down. Mm. Uh, she came over and she said, uh, you know, if you let those grow, uh, those turn into butternut squash. <laughs> and we were like, what? And so we let like five of them grow and you have in front of you a butternut squash that grew in our backyard. This is like one of five right here? This is yeah. Real- yeah, and there's there's seven more growing. And, and and dumpling squash also, which I actually dried those seeds that I got from Whole Foods. And that's what these are right yeah, here? Yeah, dumpling squash are amazing. Those are my favorite kind of squash. See, I would have thought super these were sweet. like a gourd, just an inedible gourd, but it's, no, it's, it's no, edible. No, super sweet. So yeah, so I was saying with this one, what, I, what I'm going to do butternut is squash. I also have some, some, some stock at home. Right, I mean, I chicken think I have stock? Some, I have some turkey stock. Oh, nice. I have bones in the freezer for the chicken. I save all the bones. But I was actually – I've been doing this real health kick side thing. I've been – you know the P90X? You ever see that thing on the oh, TV? It's a workout I've been thing, doing right? that. Yeah. Oh, okay. How far in? I did, I've uh, done it. Oh, did You've you? Done it? Mm-hmm. You are a self-help dork. That's what you I are. Know, self-help I dork. I Sterling Gardner, self-help dork. I'm about dork. a month into it. So I'm in the first recovery week. Hardest – Shit it's I've ever done. Week? It's insane. Yeah. No, no, first month. I'm first like the month. fifth week of doing it. But P- it's insane. Like P- you feel P90X. P90X. You, the infomercial is crazy. I did yeah. it because I was like, this does not look like something that's going to like you strap on a belt and it may, it looks like you have to work really hard. And but it, you do. And you do. But I like it because when I'm going to be traveling, I can take it on the road with me. I got these bands and I can, yeah. you know, because when really? you're eating candy for a living, now that's oh not part God. of their diet program, but you got to do something. <laughs> like, I don't want to be like the 300 pound candy eating guy. It kind of sends right. the wrong message to the kitties if you get, you know? Right. I mean, I'm not trying to say like, eat candy only, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I started doing this and a lot of it is the eating right. A lot of high protein. It's good food. It's a lot of food, but it's that's very That's part of the high P90X? Yeah. Low fat, thing? high protein, and very specific. A lot of meals. It's a lot of supplements. A lot of small being, meals and supplements and then working out like a crazy person? Actually, three like decent-sized meals and then like three supplements or, okay. or, or, or snacks. Okay. It doesn't have to be supplements, which is good also because that messes up my uh, internal systems. Okay. I do like not pills? do good with like the whey protein and a lot – too oh. much of that stuff, it messes you up. Right, right. So I've been doing that. So I've been getting like whole turkey breasts on the bone, taking them off the bone and making things like – meatballs right just like i would make normal meatballs but with all white meat turkey 
And you grind it yourself. Because I grind it myself. I'm a grinding dork. You're a grinding dork. I'm a meat grinding dork. (laughs) But I save all the the, the breast bones in the fridge, and then I made a big thing of stock. Right. So with this particular uh, squash right here, I'm probably going to split it open. Right. A little butternut squash. I'm going to roast it probably like an hour or so until it gets nice and soft. Right. I'm going to saute some onions, or in your case, the white part of the leeks. Right. There. Right, right. Sounds amazing. Then I'm going to throw in that squash. Right. I'm going to add just enough stock, uh, you know, until it's pretty covered. I'm going to puree it. And then if I really want to be a dork about it, I can then pass it through a a, a, a sieve or something like that. But you don't really need to. No, no, because I, you know what, I don't like I I don't like a pureed uh, soup. Yeah, yeah. So you want I, a little texture in it. Yeah, yeah. I I like it when it's so got more action. Happening. What you can also do is you can also dice some of it up mm-hmm. and then puree some of it, so you have a little bit of chunks and things going a little on. Little like surf that. and turf, a little uh, surf and turf with exactly. the butternut squash. Okay. And uh, you know, I might maybe when I had those onions going, maybe I would throw in a couple of sage leaves. Sage. Is that and 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 that's uh it's cool to put that in the oil there because it really gets the flavor yeah. into that little bit of fat right it's like the the the, the oil becomes is a great conductor right for flavor that's why you get like a lot of infused oils and things like that so you can just put it in and then then that's pretty much it then I would just puree it Cause, and then because I've know. got I've got uh, Scarborough Fair is growing outside my yeah. <laughs> my door here I got rosemary sage and thyme oh there you and go well, thyme would be great in there too thyme would be good rosemary would be a little too strong for me because you wouldn't you would lose all the flavor of the squash okay just sage and thyme sage and thyme and, and then with the great. leeks and the oh, that leeks sounds... white, white part of the leeks because you don't you no don't garlic want it to be green you could do a little bit of garlic in there oh, but again it's uh it's you it know overwhelms you so, yeah sometimes it's nice to be subtle because the leek is so good yeah you know that's one thing I I used to like when I cook, would just like do everything in stuff, you know. Yeah. And now a little bit older, a little bit wiser, you start to say, "What if I back off here and just highlight the leek?" Little, little hi- what does the leek the do? Leak. I mean, it's everything will be great if you put tons of garlic and tons of stuff. I mean, it's still going to be good, but just feature the leek, feature the leek, feature Le- the leek. Where's that store? <laughs> that that, that. Feature the leak. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's blog, a, is what that it's, is. It's, feature a, the leak. it's either a blog or it's it's a, it's an episode of. All these something. things growing Jamie in the dark forest. Yeah. It's a feature of the leak. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I lo- <laughs> he's he's uh, he's one of my favorites, Jamie. Oliver. Yeah, he's good. He's really I, good. I like him. I um, he's out of his. Of course, when you say that to me, all I hear is that I hate you and you're insignificant. Excellent. That's my own. You know, my, my own you know, stuff. my dad told me he said uh, his favorite comic was Maria Bamford, and I was like, you know, I do stand up comedy. <laughs> and, uh, and what's funny is that my mother, but a couple of years ago, told me her favorite comic was Norm Macdonald, and again, I was like, hey, you guys. I do stand up. Really? No? Okay. I know. It's, oh, we mean after you. And I was like, I know. Oh, right. yeah, the, how about the, the yeah. uh, footnote? <laughs> the footnote, yeah. Am my, I an asterisk? My, the, Thank the you. self esteem footnote. Yeah. <laughs> my parents, we love that Bobby Flay. He's good. He's a chef. <laughs> that Bobby, you know, he's good. Yeah, well, I mean, I just. You know, I mean, I had a, I was, I was just on TV there too. You right, saw right. that. You saw my show, see? Mom. Dad, right. TiVo'd it. I have a show. Did you know? No. Okay. All right. Thanks for playing. That's uh, okay. It's All on right. after Bobby. So, well, uh, kidney cancer. Yeah. Uh, well, after you're done watching Maria Bamford, you pussy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that you had a low intellectual caliber for comedy, but that's good. That's good. I'm, you smarten up. Like, I do some comedy. It's, I was like, she's my favorite comic. But we don't need to. We don't need to. Yeah. How about me first, Dad? He also enjoys. Uh, just, you just have to. Like that's the whole point of being parents. Like, right. Right. You, you know. just. You know what? All I need is some lip service at the very least. Right. Just lie to me for a second. Yeah. But my, my parents are very detached. They're very detached. I was thinking about this. Is that my father is not political? 
There's a there's a giant Reese's peanut butter cup. Do you like this bowl? This is a, that's a snack bowl uh, that looks like a Ziploc bag. It's kind of is awesome. That what that is? Yeah, that that's is what cool. that is. It's a snack bowl that uh, there's good work being done there. Anyway, so uh, but so does everyone here? It's, it's like there's a lot of pounding on yeah. the table. It's fantastic. It's a well, snack bowl. I'm the only one who can hear that because I'm the only one wearing cans. You got a Kit Kat in there, a Reese's, and a Hershey. There's some of my favorites in there. That's actually really good. Butterfinger, Butterfinger and, are really and, good. And my personal favorite, which is the uh, the dark chocolate Reese's peanut butter cup. That is really good. They are really nice. Great commercials, too. They're very nice. I just want to throw out my favorite thing about Halloween was always afterwards and everyone dumps their bags on Dumping the, the bags! The, the trading, bartering. The trading, the bartering. To- after is the best part of Halloween, I, without a doubt. On that special, I talked about the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup as being a great bartering chip. Oh it was such God. a rare thing. Yeah. And not the mini ones, but if you got a full one like this. That's an ace of spades. It was like ace of spades. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, right. what do you want? I'm the one who has the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. You should be making me offers. Right. What I need from you is blow pop. Two of them. Two of them. them. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Gentlemen, uh, it's been an hour. Oh. Just so you know. uh, It's been kind of fascinating. It's been a good one. I was kind of psyched. Enthralled. Self-help and food. Self-help and and food. How? Yeah, you really can't go wrong with that. Uh, Sterling Gardner, uh, where can people see you? you, You're on the Twitter. I know that. I know. You're you're on the face. You don't tweet a lot? Uh, Facebook? I'm doing a show called Taboo Tales. On Thursday, Taboo Ooh. Tales what at the is Zephyr that? Theater. At it's the a Zephyr. storytelling show, but it's all the worst, filthiest stuff that you supposedly dirty, dirty never stories? talk about. Taboo stories. Like, okay. Oh, I want to know what now. In Los Angeles. Stuff like that. Oh. That's on my uh, current new album. Everyone wants to buy that. It's the old man track. Just yeah. buy that. 99 cents iTunes. Mine it's is a, uh, about a rim job gone awry. You win. Uh, true yeah. story. Was it a true story or they have to be? True. They have yeah, to be true. You can't. You can't really. That's the thing. I told. I told you. No, I feel like people know. If you're even lying, if it's unconscious, if it's just not true. I told. I told the old man story at uh, at the show with Colin Quinn, and he's like, "You fuck the old man," and I was like. Why would I stop there? If I had <laughs> fucked the old man, I would tell you that I had fucked the old man. I didn't. I put my hand on his thigh, and he came. And uh, at no time did I touch the little veteran of the old of the big war. Yeah. So because the truth is in the details, and the when truth the is details in the details. Start getting <laughs> yeah. off. You can tell that it's not yeah. true. Sterlinggardner.com, people, and uh, that would be Thursday. No, is, is that uh, uh, this Thursday? Twenty sixth. No, today's uh, the twenty sixth. So it'd be the twenty uh, eighth at, at the Zephyr Theater. And then uh, just your website to find out performance dates, I bet, huh? Yep, yep. Yep, always. And you're on, you were on like Brothers, so that's in rotation, right? Come on. Oh, wow. NCIS. I, I went to your, uh, I, brothers. yeah, I, I, I'm brothers? not above it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Party of Five, huh? Mm-hmm. Party of Five, let's go there. Yeah. I was on Murphy Brown back in the 12th century. Wow. Let's go there. The uh, biggest. Bill Maher. Uh, you were on Bill Maher. Celebrity to, that was fun. Uh, the biggest celebrity to come out of my uh, little college was, uh, I don't even know his last name now, but the guy that played Murphy's uh, High Strong Boss. Oh, okay. Grant something? Grant? I got nothing. God, uh, it's all a blur. It's terrible. It's, you know what part of the uh, entertainment industry I'm in? The one that doesn't know anybody's name. Uh. It's fantastic. <laughs> and uh, so sterlinggardner.com, G-A-R-D. It'll all be linked. It'll all work out. And then uh, Adam Gertler. Uh, you, they got the reruns of, got the, the, of, of the old show. We'll right? work for food. We'll work show for in food. eleven. What's and up? New show comes out in eleven. In eleven, yeah, new new series. You got another new series coming out in eleven. And best then thing you... I ever ate. If you ever see that show, I'm on that often. Right, right. Because uh, with the best thing, I think, did you have a uh, some sort of ground beef? The best. Uh... 
It was a it was a meat thing. Wasn't I've, it? I've yeah, I've done a couple of the meat ones. Yeah, I did. I actually on the new season coming up, there was a great one. I did uh, a burger in Chicago at a place oh, called Kuma's Corner. With right? a K. This is Kuma's Corner with a K, and it's huge. It's a heavy metal bar. They have Woodford Reserve and Jack Daniels on top Dude. tap. They sold. Blair. Jack Daniels on tap? Amazing. Sold. They blare wow. metal. They make burgers. They make, they make huge metal? burgers. And they're Dude. all named after metal bands. Dude. And this I did is one like called the Dream Come True. I did one called The Plague Bringer for an episode coming up about garlic. And and some of them were named after like anthrax or or, or, Twisted or, or Metallica. Sister. Right. But Plague Bringer <laughs> is a local band. So I showed up to the shoot yep. because this is the hard part of my job. You don't just talk about it. Sometimes you'll have to have to fly to the place and eat the burger again. Right. Really sucks. Um, uh, yeah, so it sounds terrible. These two guys are out there. They're like, oh, we're Plague Bringer. So we it's did the, the band. It's the band. So we did this great bit with them. So I ordered the burger on camera. You eat the burger on camera. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I hate their music, but I love this burger. Then yeah. at the end of the bit, they show up behind me. And they're like, I'm like, oh, my God, I, I love, I'm a huge fan of you guys. And then they just stomp the shit out of me right. at the end of the thing. So I don't, I, hopefully that will all be edited together well when it comes out, but I'm excited about that. They need uh, – if you guys haven't seen it, one of the best documentaries in forever is uh, Anvil, the story of Anvil. Oh, I did see it. Oh, dude. It's Crazy. a real-life spinal tap. Really? It's genius. It really it's, is. It's All a right. real-life spinal tap. All right. You and need I to see that, yeah. I didn't get a chance to ask you guys uh, what you're reading or, or any of that stuff, but uh, I'll have you both back, for the love yeah. of Christ. Uh, yeah. You guys Anthony are hilarious. Robbins, uh, trilogy. Are you reading <laughs> the trilogy? No, I'm just kidding. I read the, I'm reading the Millennium Trilogy, actually, finishing that up. Uh, I'm hat, about to start hat, the Chaos books. They're uh, dancing around my hat. My hat. It's a young adult title. Well, what do you think of that? I didn't steal it. That's the good news. I didn't steal it. Ladies and gentlemen, Next like a Mexican week, hat uh, dance. Have it's most likely song. a Mexican uh, hat dance. Yeah, so take knows? off your uh, hat and actually, let's just dance. Keep posted, and Yay! thanks a lot for tuning oh into the God. Dark Forest, we, ladies and germs. Why don't we just call Thank that as the end of the show? Germs. I said germs. <laughs>